welcome to Dan, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my Acute Mental Neuroses. We're going to be all over the goddamn place today. On the list you cannot see, it jumps from serious to funny to weird. So let's start off with kind of what um, has been kind of a standing thing for the last couple weeks is the day job um, and putting up the fires there and what's going to happen next. Um, we got some new hires. Finally managed to kind of figure out the um, human resources side of things, the personnel side of things, and it's just a matter of these new people just getting comfortable, and they're great, they're doing a good job, and it's smoothing things out, and I don't have as much stress, and it's really nice. Now, I do still have stress. Unfortunately, the boss keeps standing me up. <laughs> Basically, um, you know, I'm like, hey, we need to take care of some things, you need to take care of some things, what's what's planned, and he goes, well, I'll talk to you on, I saw him on Monday, but he couldn't, uh, you know, talk to me for a great length, I said, okay, and he goes, I'll see you on Tuesday, and then he didn't, and then I started talking to him on Wednesday, and I'm like, hey, we need to take care of this by, you know, soon, and he goes, well, when soon, and I'm like, you know, tomorrow, and he's like, well, short notice, I'm like, well, you didn't come in on Tuesday, so, you know, I'm sorry for the short notice, you created it yourself, I didn't say that, but, you know, I had to be professional, but... And it just, it's one of those, it, it kind of irks me. And I don't know if it's part of a rejection issue or just the inconvenience of it. I mean, I could have gone home early one day, but I stayed because I thought he was going to show up to meet me, and then he didn't. The irony is, of course, if I would have left early, he would have shown up. It's it's just it's just frustrating. Um, and like I said, I don't know if it's kind of tickling my rejection issues um, because it's a boss and there's... An authority thing and it's you know reminiscent of you know a, a not necessarily a father figure but an authority figure like a work parent I guess you'd call it um, you know I, I don't I don't know um, or if it's just a matter of inconvenience I think it's probably more the matter of inconvenience and frustration of that you know I can't do my job with my hands tied and he's the one looping the rope around them that's that um, and I'm slamming through this because I've got to run some errands uh, after I record this, so <laughs> um, let's jump into I get slightly depressed after masturbating. Um, we talked about masturbating last week, um, and I kind of had this moment where I, you know, was like, kind of, you know, got myself there and was just like, oh, well, this is disgusting, and I'm I don't need to do this. Why do I do this? It's literally masturbatory. I, it, almost useless, um, and I don't know if that was the drop, uh, from the endorphins, or, once again, I've just kind of, sometimes I desensitize myself, um, to physical pleasure, or, phys or physical feelings, um, you know, I'm not known to be emotional, or, you know, in touch with kind of my body, and it could be that, you know, once again, I'm just going kind of back to intellectual and moving away from the emotional and that there's no connect between, you know, brain and body. Or it could be extremely intellectual and it could be the, the drop in uh, endorphins. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, and it's a weird thing to bring up, but this is what's in my head, you know, some of the time. Something that was uh, in my head for a long time, I didn't tell anyone. And then recently, I just kind of blurted it out to um, Ryan and Gonzo from Shooting the Gap, and then my co-host on No Plus, Deb, um, and then a coworker. And I, it's to me, I've, I've come to grips with it, and it's 
I'm very nonchalant about it because of that. Um, I had a cancer scare. I thought I found a tumor, and it wasn't. Um, but I didn't tell anyone, and I wasn't planning on going to the doctor. Um, and to be perfectly honest, it was... I almost felt relieved, like it was like, oh, this is how I'm going to die. Okay, and I don't have much of a life. And next to no one's going to be at my funeral. You know, I'm not really worried about that. Um, and I honestly, and it's not, maybe it's a level of self-loathing or maybe it's a hyper-reality that I live in. I know I've touched a lot of lives. I also know that I've ruined a few in the process. And, but I really, I, I didn't, I didn't care. And it was almost the same reaction when people, when someone commits suicide and they go, well, they were so happy. Well, they're happy because they finally, or they're at least content because they figured out, yes, I'm going to do it. And, you know, they, they've kind of set themselves on a path to kill themselves. And that's kind of where I was at. Was it this like quiet resignation of like, this is going to happen. And I, I, I didn't care to fight it. I, I wasn't depressed or maybe I was and that's why. And I just didn't recognize it. Um, but I'm fine. It was nothing to worry about. It's literally benign. Um, and I don't mean that like a tumor. I, I mean, it's like, it was nothing, you know, that was, that was it. But you know, it kind of just kind of came out and I was like, well, yeah, like that cancer scare I had six months ago and everyone was like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah. Um, and the irony is that it had nothing to do with my smoking or how I eat. I mean, it was, it had nothing to do with that. I mean, I know that I live my life and it re I live my life like an obituary, but that's, that's what happened. And everyone was just blown away and they're like, what, six months ago? And I'm like, yeah, thereabouts. I don't know. I don't really remember. It's not, you know, but I told him, I was like, I, I didn't care. It was just like, oh, so that's happening now. And just said, you know, another lump in a sea of shit. Uh, and that's it. And I wasn't, I didn't get angry. Uh, didn't get worried. It was just like, oh, okay. Well, you know, no point in, uh, you know, fighting it if that's, you know, this is what's going to happen. Luckily, I wouldn't have to worry about a lot of my hair falling out because I don't have any and I shave my head anyway. So, um, on to more uh, fun things. I'm still waiting for my literal... Uh, girl, uh, waiting for the girl of my literal dreams. I talked, uh, I think a month ago, two months ago about that I had a kind of psychic vision, a flash of this girl, and that's who I'm going to end up with. That's who's going to get me and love me, um, and who I'm going to love and respect and accept. Still waiting for her. Where are you? I know, uh, you know, psychic visions don't come with a timetable, but come on, come on. And, you know, you ladies, you talk a lot about how much you love the Lord of the Rings. But you know what? You want to actually date a guy who looks like a fucking hobbit. You know what? That's goddamn true. You're like, oh, well, in Middle Earth and blah, blah, blah. I'm going, hi, I'm right here. I'm a goddamn hobbit. I'm short. I'm furry. I don't know. I kill spiders. So that's the hobbits do that. Hey, where's my love? Where's the hobbit love? Um, this is going to be a very short episode because I've only got one thing left on the list. And like I said, I'm hustling through it so I can run an errand and then go back to some network work, network work, network work. Sounds like a song. Sorry. Didn't mean to sing there. <clears throat> Lastly, um, and this will be kind of a fun one. 
Uh, and like I said, the, the better my weeks go, the shorter the episodes get, because I don't have uh, a lot of neuroses when things go well. I overthought a commercial, and it's a commercial for, I believe, DirecTV, and it's like strings-free, cable box to whatever, it's all wireless. And this puppet kid, this like life-size marionette, is talking, and he's like talking to his dad, who's a normal human being, and says, I heard you, Mom, talking about how ugly wires are, and are my wires ugly? Okay. Here's what freaks me the fuck out. Here's the two things that I overthink in this commercial. One, his strings go straight up as if he were a marionette being manipulated. Where the fuck do the strings go? Where do they go? They imply some kind of higher power. That made me very uncomfortable. They go straight up. Where do they go? Where do they go? At one point, he walks by a ceiling fan and gets sucked into the ceiling fan. And he's like, wee, I'm flying. Okay, they must go straight up. But when he gets stuck on the fan, the wires are just stuck in the fan. Like, they just end. So are they just these anti-gravity strings holding up his limbs that he manipulates through gravity, moving up and going down with his weird wooden muscles? For fuck's sake. And speaking of wooden muscles, what kind of parents birth this abomination of science and nature? A marionette child. Okay, one, the implications of that, the, the strings alone... Two, you wouldn't see that. You would see that in the ultrasound. It'd be like, hmm, this kid's made of wood and or has strings. Three, that it grows. You assume it was birthed. I mean, I assume it could be adopted. I mean, that would make sense, but who would adopt? I mean, this, this kid would grow up like Macaulay Culkin fucked up. Like, no one would adopt the wooden boy. And even if he was adopted, it's still implied, like... Was he still born, or or did he, like, and then grow, or did he just, like, come to being? Like, who would carve a life-size marionette that, once again, like, its strings go nowhere. Man, it fucks my shit up thinking about that goddamn commercial. It's fucking weird. Fucking weird. And I'm getting actually really weirded out by it. And his, like, his mouth... Moves like a dummy mouth, I think. Or maybe he's got like a natural human mouth, which is even more terrifying. Because, I don't know, puppets and robots, man, when they're too real, it scares the shit out of me. So, Muda. Anyway, that's the end of the list. And I've got to get going. Um, so, from Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from, uh, damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these haven't really been my neuroses. It's kind of been my weird, dark confessions uh, of uh, complete apathy. So I'm sure I'll talk more about some of the depressing um, or depression stuff uh, next week as I kind of want to delve uh, into how I felt the last couple months trying to keep my spirits up um, with just kind of a, you know, breaking even emotionally vibe that I'm not thrilled with. Um, But other than that, that's it. Uh, good night, Internet. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickbert. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!